Hello everyone and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially Adrian Paul. Have I done that yet? My name is Luke, I'm your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me as always is Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Luke, and hello to Darth Vader, which is what my voice sounds like today. But uh, it's Never Round, man. So this is the 27th Never Realm, and I think that it's like part of the culture, you know, on this show that we have to mention Highlander at least every Never Realm. So you already got that in. Good job. Yeah, yeah, that that was pretty good. And I just wanted to mention something interesting because uh, I don't know if anyone's noticed because why would anyone do both? But I'm betting there are a few differences here and there with the uh, video version of the Never Open podcast and the audio version. Apart from you know the theme tune at the start, all that that's fine. I don't have I don't do that. I just put put all the old video up there, but I I don't make as many edits. So some of our silly things that you may say for the end of the year for a spectacular or something like they're probably like smushed in there with a bad edit and like you know there you go so i don't know if anyone's noticed that but i've done enough of these that nah i like that so the point is is that you get you know the selling point of watching the vidges is you see how like (laughs) how fucking stoned i look right now and you know basically there's like hidden unseen shit that you're gonna see with your eyes yeah that's it uh, and it's, you know, I, usually, usually we only have to do edits because my internet will fucking. Ah, lately. Yeah. You know, used to be my internet that was shitty. You know, we had a good run where both our internets were rocking and rolling. And, you know, we switched recording systems too, and that's made it helpful. And, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. There's no robot, there's no Dalek voices anymore. So it's all good. There is this weird thing that happens every once in a while. And I don't know if it's like my phone or your phone, like, but there's like this weird like buzzing sound that kind of happens out of nowhere. But it sounds like an artifact that could be on any recording. And it happens every once in a while at dramatic moments. And it's very hard to pick out, but it'll be like you'll say something awesome and they'll hear this like real little thing. And it's like, yeah, the whatever the weird you know, like uh, audio artifact agrees with you. You know, I like it. It's it's Doki on the ether, just going yeah. <laughs> He's the ghost in the machine. Yeah. So I, I took your advice. Actually, uh, I took the tone of Andy's "I don't careness," and uh, I also decided to take off uh, "Fantastic Mania." <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's nice to have little breaks. It, it really is, especially since like. It's not going to be too far that we're in a tournament season and shit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I guess some fun stuff has happened. We didn't watch any of it. You know, I hope it was great. I hope everybody enjoyed it. There was like a tag tournament and all the wrestlers wore masks and it was fun. And Hanma got to lose. Did you know that Rocky Romero and Valdor Jr. wrestled? Look, I don't, I haven't seen much of that feud. But I want to see them wrestle each other less than I want to see Show and Yo wrestle each other by this point. <laughs> apparently, apparently, it was a really good main event. But, like, I'm not watching. 
Oh, it's probably good. Rocky Romero's matches are always good, especially his singles matches. But I mean, they've been feuding for years at this point, but not like, not like, oh, they have a little feud that's going on in the background. No, it's like their main, it's like a feud over a title and it's been going on for years. <laughs> Maybe that's how forever clothesline and forever feuds. So like, I, I yes. guess that's Rocky's MO. That's fun. But yeah, it's like, look, and the, the way I see it is it's not, not as if like six months from now, something that happened on one of these Fantastic Mania shows is going to pay off at some <laughs> at Dominion or something, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's less important than World Tag League. Yes. Yeah. And uh, well, we'll see. World Tag League last year, man. That's not good. But uh, there was that for a three peat. Ugh. <laughs> so there is no new japan news i don't think i there's a rumor that gabe kid is injured <laughs> which i don't mean to laugh but it's like are you trying to tell me that someone got injured in that cage match? <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> i'm shocked more people aren't injured and, uh, <laughs> you know it's like but uh he tweeted something about hey i'll be back soon or something like that and it's like didn't know you were gone, bro. I mean, you're not wearing a mask. You're not uh, beating up luchadors. Although, man, how fun would Fantastic Mania be if the fucking War Dogs showed up and just started killing everybody? <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. That would be something. What's the build-up to this uh, Nemeth feud? Oh, Beating up luchadors on Fantastic right. Mania. But that would be, I don't know, that would be kind of cool. Would get me yeah. to fucking tune in and watch oh, a, yeah. I would a segment back and of watch Fantastic Mania. <laughs> like, I'd be like, oh, shit, that happened? If I can, the android uh, interrupted Volador Jr. and uh, Rocky Romero? Oh, shit. I will work hard to get your name right if that shit happens. <laughs> like, <laughs> Alex Carl. Carl. The android, yes. The android, yeah. I had a dream the other night. I've been having really vivid dreams lately for some reason. And I had this dream the other night that I was I turned on another podcast because I another like New Japan oh. podcast, which I don't do. And I was like, and they cart they kept calling Alex C the Android exclusively. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I I checked another one, and they were doing it too. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I woke up, and it was just a dream. That's that's what I dream about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So, all right, dear listeners and Mister Guy, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you guys a, a little something. All right, so I have started a course at a place called TAFE. Uh, Aussies will know what I'm talking about. In case uh, you you don't, it's a place called Technical and Further Education, and you do courses and stuff in various fields. Anyway, governments are like, oi. Uh, we need people to work in here, 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 and here. So free course. Hey, I'm like, you know what? I'm done with retail. I need to move in a different direction. This is the same. So I'm talking community services. And it's like it's like I'm doing like this low on the pecking rung and charity's doing like a PhD in it. That's, <laughs> you know. No, she, she literally is. I know. I yeah, yeah. Sense. So, yeah. Uh, and And so... I'm like, all right, cool. It starts on the 23rd. Here's this email. I'm like, yep, that's really cool. So last week on, on Thursday the 15th, I'm like, 
better see how what stuff do I need to bring. Like, I'm, I just want to have a reminder. So I look at my email. Oh, my first day started like five hours ago, and I've missed the first day. And I'm like, wait, what? How's that possible? How did I get the – where did the number 23 come from? I don't know. So I ring them up. I explain everything. And the, the lady's really nice. She's like, oh, everyone's a bit loopy because of the fucked up weather we've been having here in Australia. I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> definitely the weather. That's right. I was so worried about the thing where I couldn't use the internet and all that kind of stuff. I had to read a, 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 a book. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, I was like, I'm going to check my emails again. So I checked it. Lo and behold, I find it. I have two emails, one that said I started on the 15th and the other one that says I started on the 23rd. And yes, so my first day of my new course was technically my second day. So I just, uh, you know, I was that annoying guy that didn't turn up on the first day. So everyone who had to learn how to log in and all that, I had to learn all that. Oh, no. So I was like, oh, I got the email. It's not my fault. <laughs> but yes, Listen and pay for it. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, so what do you attribute that to? Is that kind of a, a symptom of ADHD that you miss that, or is it that you know, is it something else? What do you think? See, I th I thought it was because dates and and numbers are probably the things I get the most ADHD mixed up over the most. I'm good with some things, and I like that. You've arranged it so little reminders pop up on my phone about it like these, but I'm good with my, <laughs> I'm good with most things. But I did legit like get two emails and I was confused and I was like, well, would it be delayed? Yeah, it doesn't. Well, I mean, they tried to tell you, you know, uh, it's a shame, but now you're behind, so you got to catch up. Do you That's feel true. like you're caught up? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it was still kind of like overviewy slash uh, here's how to do the logins and all that stuff. I probably just missed like here's the fire extinguisher and here's the exit okay. just in case. Did you have to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Luke. I'm here to learn how to, you know, serve the community better. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, I did. And so like, I did that. I don't get embarrassed with shit like that. It's, it's fine. Did you plug the podcast? <laughs> oh dude so, <laughs> the teacher gave us this this book and i was like notebook i'm like all right fine and, and we got to like journal what we think of the course as we go along and i'm like i don't fucking keep a diary or do journal yeah, anyway i i stuck a never sticker open sticker on the fucking front of the bastard anyway so yeah that's right yeah, show them <laughs> make me take notes i'm gonna do it my way make this like a fantasy dream book looking thing you yeah. know she put a little butterfly on it you know well i've got like a sheet of stickers that have like doggos on it and stuff but i can't find it yeah so i'm sorry beagles bro. i hope there's some beagles on it i can't remember how is it going with wilma your fairly new dog yeah it's gone it's gone pretty good she's getting uh well, she's getting a lot smarter. She's figuring us out, just as we're figuring her out and stuff as well. She's still not a peep from me. She doesn't make that much noise. That's she would good. be much of a hunting dog if she made a lot of noise, though, would she? 
Yeah. I get, is that true? Yeah, I guess they got to be slick. Never thought about that, that hunting dogs yeah. kind of have to be slick. Because usually, like, hounds, they're loud as fuck. They're, like, sniffing the ground and woof, 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 you know, and they let you know shits. But, like, I guess beagles are kind of quiet hunting dogs. She makes a kind of snorting sound when she's, like, got her face in the grass and just go. <laughs> <laughs> My dog used to sneeze at me when he was, like, talking shit. You know, like if I if I was like, oh, you want a treat? Oh, I don't have one. Just fucking with him or whatever. He'd be like, Phew, and just sneeze at me and be like, bitch. And I'm like, I like you, buddy. <laughs> it's yeah. Funny, so. She's uh, she's giving me a, a, a look because we took her to the vet for a health checkup. She's fine, but you know, new pet. Sure. Yeah. But uh, she's. 15 kilos. I don't know what it is in pounds, man. I'm sorry. You do that in your own time. And uh, so she needs to be about 14. So she's just a tiny bit chubby. No big deal. We've had her for about a month. So, yeah, pretty good. She hasn't gained weight. But we decided, like, instead of giving her the whole stick of treat, maybe just give her half. So make him last a little longer, too. But we can give her the same amount of treats, but, like, obviously less volume. You know, you give her one like that. And then she just looks at you when she snaps it in her mouth and it's like, the fuck? Where's the rest of it? I'm not stupid. That's, that's fucking less food. <laughs> I like uh, dogs are very responsive to conditioning as well. So, you know, you can you can teach a dog to do just about anything. And it's fun to, you know, to just, I don't know, just the interactions. My, my dog used to hide when I'd run the bath water. Cause he, he's like one of the fucking weirdest dogs ever. Didn't like water. Didn't want anything to do with it. Is it raining outside? Not going, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's like just hated water. And so I start running the bath and I just find him behind a door and I'm like, what you doing back there? And I love the thing where you catch a dog doing something and they play it off and they're like, well, I was sniffing back here. I was back here. It's very important. Oh. I'm sniffing this. And then you look at the patch they're sniffing. It's like barren. It's nothing there. Tumbleweed goes past. It's fucking barren. What are you sniffing there? It's concrete. You sniffed that bit yesterday. I love that. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Charity and I, if we're both walking, we'll find we'll have a bit of a chat, but we're just like, it's podcast time because it's just like she's gonna stop and sniff and sure. Oh, this kind That's of stuff. fun. You got to explore the world with a dog, you know. Somebody comes over, they got to get inspected by the dog before they can, you know, pass the threshold. That shit's important, you know. You definitely oh. see more pets. Walking oh, now that you have well. one, yeah. Not just not not just other dogs, because well, you walk a dog past, yep, yep, yep. But uh, not long after we got one, one, just down the street, just down there. Fucking brown house, brown fenced house, motherfucking house. Walking past it, and it's like they're planks, like long bits of wood, like that. But there's kind of gaps in the fence, and it's tight. It's brown, <laughs> <laughs> fucking brown fence. Looks like shit. I'm just ragging on the house now. Anyway, walking woman past, and she stops to sniff, and that's fine. Anyway, we see a little a head poke out, a little black head, and I'm like. Oh, obviously, that's just fucking like some little dog that can't get through. It wasn't a little dog, and it could get through. Oh, it was geez. a black cat. And if you've ever seen a fucking old cartoon where, like, animals are fighting, and it's like 
a cloud and there's like a thing up here and it's like so they she's this cat's like on Wilma's back and oh, Wilma's no. just like arr, arr, arr. we don't know what to do I'm trying to get the cat off cat gets off then pounces back on and it wasn't until after that Charity and I talked about the situation where we both admitted to each other that like we had a fleeting thought of well Will we have to drop punt this fucking cat? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. Nothing like that was. But we had that fleeting thought of yeah. like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to kick this cat off the dock. Anyway, we're freaked out because it's the first time anything like this has happened to us. The cat fucking fucks off, and Wilma, like nothing has ever happened, just keeps pulling on the lead and just keeps going with the walk. No, yeah. fine. dogs are not emotional like cats are you know that would like devastate a cat for the next week you know (laughs) cats are just so dramatic and dogs aren't like that they forget about it then that you know now it'll he'll wilma will remember that that happened but not till she's back over there again and she'd be like oh is that place where that happened all right i guess we're gonna scrap come on you know dogs like scrapping there's this kind of small concrete alley between the the streets around the corner from our house. And if we walk Wilma through that, she'll kind of just run through it because it's all concrete and there's nothing to smell every time. <laughs> I mean, something happened there, you know, a long time ago. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a Highlander had a fight there. And maybe, it's Wilma... <laughs> maybe it's because I'm not sober, but every time she's like sniffing at this old tree and it's like oh, any or anything and sniffing for ages. My brain wanders and wonders, like, how many generations of dogs have pissed and shat on this damn tree? That's what Wilma's, like, learning about. Sniffing the history. (laughs) The history of this tree. Like, my God. Maybe Wilma's great, great, great grandfather pissed on the tree. You don't know. You know, I mean, that's that might be (laughs) the the, uh, annals of the tree are, are encapsulated in the smell. You know, well, the history know. of this tree from the dog's perspective, and it's like all these dogs, and it's all this history. History from the oh, tree's yeah. perspective is just endless supply of like dogs just pissing and shitting on it, and, uh, <laughs> well, <it's> getting sniffed. <laughs> well, speaking of trees, I had something interesting happen the other day. Well, I went and collected maple sap at this like place up the street that's a nature preserve, but it's like private property, and um. It's a little weird, you know, it's like one of those places where you go and everyone's a volunteer and they have like a house that the person who started the place used to live in. It's like a fucking museum to them. And it's like, mm, this, this is a cult, maybe, <laughs> you know? but it's an awesome place and they have fantastic trees. And um, I was up there and I noticed something I'd never really noticed before is that there's a bunch of trees that didn't lose their leaves. Now, we have four seasons here, right, in Ohio, and sometimes we have 20 seasons, honestly. But And every year, the leaves on every tree except pine trees usually fall off. And I was like, what the fuck? That's, I was kind of surprised by that, and I started to notice, just like you see other pets you know, everywhere, I was starting to notice that lots of trees didn't lose their leaves this year. And so I'm like, what is happening? Is this some kind of you know crazy you know thing and so i i found out it turns out that many trees don't lose their leaves especially this particular type of tree uh species of oak and beech trees and 
I really like learning shit like that, but it's like, you know, you get older and you notice stuff like that. And I, I would have walked right past those trees just two years ago and not even looked at them. And for some reason lately, I've really uh, enjoyed looking at nature and trees and I kind of notice more shit like that every year. Getting well, old. <laughs> I've already walked past Brown House a few times. No problems. Walk past there. Get Wilma though. Walk past there with a dog. Wow. Do you think that anyone from House of Torture is that is that the House of Torture, the Brown House? You can't <laughs> see it. You know what I mean? It's got the fence. It's up too high. I mean, I don't well, know. On the T-shirt, it looks like some kind of mansion-y double-story house thing that straight out of an Italian horror flick, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're lying to me because it is the house of torture. <laughs> I mean, their cat would attack you if, you know, your dog specifically, um, you know, I don't know. That's pretty Do cool. they have pets? So I'm thinking, you know, they have a That's very... Yujiro, right? <laughs> yeah, Yujiro's an aquarium guy. He's got all the aquarium shit and his, his you know... His, he keeps cleaning the aquarium with like regular cleaner and the fish keep dying and he just doesn't understand it. He can't get the balance right, you know. He's a guy who won't even put on special jorts for Wrestle Kingdom, you know. <laughs> it's just same old plastic jorts. Oh, I'm in a new faction. I'll just put a new patch on the same old jorts then. How's that sound? <laughs> I can, you know, it might be cheaper for me to make you completely new. No, 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 no. I've got history with these jorts. Gotta be the same ones. These are my fishing jorts, <laughs> but but fishing to him is cleaning the aquariums, you know. Yeah, so, and uh, that's amazing. I, it's, it's like overly complicated tubing system that really just dumps water out of it, and he can't figure out why. It's like he's like I keep losing water for some reason. It's the kind of guy who like wants to be an expert on the subject, but he's just he yeah, never get it. But he's got the money to buy yeah. all the shit. That's always That's right. Best. You know, the guy's got all the money to buy all the shit, but he just doesn't know what he's doing. But God bless him. Oh, you know the pe I mean? people at the pet store love him. I mean, like, <laughs> except for the ones that really like like fit selling fish. Like now they hate him because like I'm in fish though. I have another tree story. There's so <laughs> you mentioned uh, you know, how many dogs have like peed on this tree, right, over the ages and I mean the tree could be hundreds of years old. Is that how know. it gets its rings? <laughs> <laughs> Can you see in the rings like a broken line? This is where, you know, a dog pissed on it uh hundred years ago. But I there's in the little town I grew up in, there's the old high school and it's like, you know, built in 1910, you know, old high school building. And my, my dad and, and like fucking his dad all went to school there probably. And so um, I, I always like to just walk by there because there's this awesome tree and it's, it's a sycamore tree, which they're white and they're really like creepy looking it, you know, Twin Peaks has the sycamores around oh, yeah. Gastonbury Grove or whatever. And so it's the same kind of thing, but this thing is huge and it's probably 200 years old. I mean, it's, it's massive. And I always think to myself, how many kids after school, like we're like, meet me at the sycamore tree. You know what I mean? It's like right by the fucking school. And it's like a clear landmark. And I, every time I like kind of walk up and touch it, you know, I, not only do I smell the piss of every dog, but I also think about, you know, the humans that have met there. And I'm, I don't know, maybe my grandpa met 
you know, my grandma there after school or some shit. I don't know. You know, it's kind of cool. Maybe it was that, that Star Trek writer as well. Yeah. Oh, John. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, were there any like heart engravings with like, you know, L yeah. love C or whatever, like anything mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. There's one on there and it says, uh, it says, uh, a, you know, plus, um, Tai Chi forever. And it's <laughs> a is me. That's me. <laughs> oh, you did that. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why you've been going back to the trees. So I got to add to my Tai Chi carving. <laughs> this is going to be fit for the Holy Emperor. So <laughs> it used to say Jay White, but I crossed it out and put Tai Chi there. No, so. see, yeah, yeah. It sucks when a wrestler like goes to a place you have no interest in watching. It doesn't. It doesn't matter where it is. You just like, eh. yeah, is what it is. I, you know, something like wrestling related we could talk about though Ooh. is that how. Okay, so one of the awesome things about New Japan is they give the wrestlers time off, like right now. You know, I know they're doing some house shows and shit like that, but Fantastic Fantastic Mania and like this time gives the guys a couple weeks off to get healthy and come back. And and man, it's really helpful and it's really smart. It, you know, wrestling doesn't need an off season; it just needs breaks every once in a while for the guys who are in there killing each other. You know. Seems simple to me. Yeah. And fantastic Mania, what is that? All tag matches and stuff anyway, isn't it? Probably. Well, except for one, you know, Rocky Romero versus Volador. I did hear Hero is going to wrestle Tanahashi for that title. Okay. And uh, that is either going to happen or has already probably happened on those shows we didn't watch. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm betting Tanahashi won, but it's probably a good match. Probs, isn't it weird how like this will happen with wrestlers, and it happens all the time, and like at least once a year, there's some guy that you never fucking heard of, and all of a sudden he's everywhere. As a hero, yeah. yeah. I felt like I talked like I liked it. We did. We actually did last year's Fast Fantastic Mania, sort of, and I mentioned that I like this Hitchy Hero guy, and now here we are. He's like, and he's, he's, like, he's, he's turned up on Dynamite. He's turned up fucking on New Japan a couple of times. I'm like, I like him. Yeah, he's good. That's cool. I mean, it's like, you know, where is Pirate Guy? I mean, I'm not watching Fantastic Media. What was his name? Out. Zanzibar or whatever? Zoltar? Zanzibar Jr. Jr., yes. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Zanzibar. You're right. right. <laughs> You're not going to tell me, even oh, if you do remember, you fucking. It's Z guy. I don't know. You know, what about, uh, what was, um, okay. Remember, um, uh, tiny Lister or whatever, uh, Zeus in, um, WWF, right. Back in the day, Zeus, that dude was in WCW. They brought him in for like some huge cage match. One of those like awful, uh, three story cage matches or some shit. <laughs> and, and they called him that his name in WCW was Z gangsta. Oh yeah, he had a fucking Z in his head, man. That guy was. You know the, tremendous. you know the funniest thing is about those triple story fucking cage matches is, <laughs> it's 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 because, right? They start in the ring, everything's fine. They get up to the first level, everything's sort of fine. Then they start getting higher, and then the wrestling is just like, 
<laughs> Fuck, am I going to fall over? Fuck, just give me a headlock here. Am I going to fall? No, nah, yep. And it's just them constantly looking to see if they're fucking going to fall over or something. Because, like, like, that's fucking high up. You don't oh, yeah. be wrestling be careful. high stuff. Like, yeah. I, it's <laughs> like when two guys are on a ladder yeah. facing each other and they do the, you know, thing like that, but they're, like, locked. Their left hand oh, is yeah. locked. <laughs> or they're fucking, or they've got, like, their arm wrapped around a rung on the thing and they're using, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It always looks terrible. <laughs> which wrestlers are scared of heights and which ones aren't? <laughs> Could play that game the next time you watch a ladder match because you can, uh, you, you'll, you'll tell. Holding oh, on man. for dear life, terrified. Willing to jump off the top of it, yeah, he doesn't care about heights. But is there care? Is it their character that's terrified, or them? We'll never know. <laughs> you know. In a situation like that, yeah, it's definitely them. Yeah. <laughs> You want to be in a good gimmick match too, but but still, how do you train for those? I want to go to ladder class. Is there a ladder class? <laughs> no, that's why everybody falls off of them. They can't oh, climb yeah. them. They need that's to right. Start that. You that's know, right. it's like I always joke that that oh, they don't teach you how to hit somebody with a chair in wrestling school, and it's like, well, maybe they should. You know, <laughs> seems like a good idea if we're going to be yeah. hitting each other with chairs or climbing ladders. That maybe we should learn how to do it. Before we're in front of the crowd, there's a way of climbing ladders that isn't just like one rung or you know, stop. You just done one rung, Shh, I'm puffed. Another rung, oh, fuck, this is but, fucking but the guy, the guy that can is going up to stop the guy from going up to the top, that dude scurries right up, but then oh, later yeah. in the match, he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Let me, let me check this. Check it a little bit. Is that, is that straight? Is that straight? Is it open all the way? Oh, oh, is it up there? Yeah, yeah. Should I go get it? You know, okay. <laughs> so they do all that shit. So, so it's, it's it's wrestling logic, isn't it? It's like yes, I love but, it. Yeah, I love it too. <laughs> I like so a lot of that. So yes. Oh, it's just like uh, I'm just remembering Gabe Kids like kind of slapstick spot, which wasn't quite like bang on target. And I mean, just Jeff Cobb's just like. Oh well, yeah. he he didn't want to die. That was too fast. With remember, the remember, remember that period we had with Jeff Cobb where it was obvious he didn't want to take corner bumps or <laughs> railing bumps. Like, he still doesn't like doing that. So. He still doesn't like it, does he? Nope. I don't think he ever takes people to the outside. You know, I mean, it's like he's the one getting taken out there. It's because it's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to do. Because I mean, dude, those. Guardrail bumps probably suck, especially when you do the thing like like show or Watto do, where they go sideways in the air and just go right into it and then fall on their face. And it's like, damn, bro, way to sell. Love it. See, he can kind of get away with it too, being the size he is. Like, I'm gonna Irish whip you into this railing. Does the big man, you know, I you will not move me. I I'm immovable, <laughs> obviously, because I'm bigger than you. That's not happening. And then just do it to the other guy. But, uh, yeah, he doesn't like those spots, does he? <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't think Zack Sabre Jr. likes that shit either. You know what I mean? He kind of is like, eh, let's stay in this ring over here. He'll do it, but I don't know. It's like guys like Watto and Desperado go fucking chest first into it. And, like, oh, if you're yeah. a Japanese wrestler in New Japan, you got to commit to the guardrail bumps. You know who takes awesome guardrail bumps is uh, Shota Umino. Tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> He's good at it. 
It's his, it's his hobby. Yeah. Look at me, Dad. Look at me, Dad. <laughs> uh, the video that was out online of Shota Umino bringing a birthday cake and singing happy birthday to uh, Uno, Red Shoes Uno, was fucking hilarious because Uno looks like it's after that cage match or something and he's just backstage like they just tore the ring down and he wants to die. <laughs> and here comes Shota Umino with the cake. Happy birthday. And he's just like, Fuck you, bro. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, man. Very funny. Yeah, and adorable as well. Like, his dad was obviously exhausted. Now I want Shota Umino to have his birthday, and he's, he's, you know, he's bleeding. He's got blood all over his face. He's got welts on his back or something. Happy birthday. <laughs> House of Torture beat the fuck out of him, you know, threw him down yeah. the stairs. And Uno's like, uh, you know, I'm going to allow it. <laughs> it's your birthday, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I, I, I swear, I think we're the only two people. We can't be because, like, they feel over. Uh, but uh, we're the only ones that, I guess, in a podcast, say "How's the torture?" Uh, they are good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't listen to the other podcasts. Maybe they love them. I just know. That... I don't want copy copy, but just no. just the vibe I get online is just like, oh fuck again. But uh, well, I don't know. There's not much of a vibe online anymore. Period about no, that's on right. Twitter. At least <laughs> this like... fucking ghost town. Speaking mm-hmm. of tumbleweeds. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's so weird. I don't know. It's like something that's been. I, I still tweet all the time, but there's not much back and forth with anybody you know what i mean it's just kind of the way it is i don't know why well i used to miss posts by people because you know different countries post people post at different times now it doesn't matter what time of day it is in like five seconds i'm like oh damn that's the tweet over with all right see you tomorrow Uh, but it is what it is i mean it'll it'll die it's still dying a slow death and eventually we'll move on to the other hip new thing or we'll just maybe reclaim that part of our life and this is you know elon musk is so dumb man like, oh. like so, some motherfuckers are always trying to roll a skate uphill there you go that's a that's a bit of blade there <laughs> he's fallen upwards like the whole fucking time this motherfucker like get out of here yeah yeah he's rolling roller skating uphill but the hill's made out of people so yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm still going to use right. use that stupid platform to, uh, you know, advertise this very podcast. <laughs> yeah, we, we are hypocrites, but I mean, hey, it's like nobody said we couldn't be hypocrites. No. Who said that, you know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, I watched a TV show and it was shockingly good. And I want to tell you about it. Uh-huh. And um, the reason like, so you have never watched the Orville. Is that correct? No. Okay, well, it's awesome, and it's tremendous show. And I do not like Family Guy, so like the Seth MacFarlane guy, I'm kind of like. Mm, That's why really I haven't like watched it. Yeah, that show is fantastic. The characters okay. are awesome. Uh, so he made another TV show, and it's like a live action TV show with a CGI uh, teddy bear. It's like the Ted movie, right? It's that, okay. but it's it's a sitcom with no laugh track all right and at first you're like this is off something's weird but i don't like shows with laugh tracks anyway i like refuse to watch them so uh unless it's mr show 
or kids in the hall, then it's okay. But um, you're watching it, and the first episode is just okay. But then the second episode is very good. And it has a bunch of the people from the Orville in it. It's fantastic. It was it was tremendous. It's like it's an easy light watch. You watch it and go, ah, that's good, and you move on. You know what I mean? But I was like, this is probably going to be terrible. Pretty good show. I really liked it. It's funny. Does it have Mark Wahlberg in it? No, it's a, it's a it's like the that prequel. I'm interested. Yeah, it's a prequel. I don't and like him. The little kid is funny, so that's fair. Say hello to your mother. How's it going? How's it going, Luke? No. I'm Mark Wahlberg. This no. is how I talk. No. Why do I talk like this all the time? No, I'm Can a fucking inventor. <laughs> he was when I was a kid. He was a rapper, and he rapped in his underwear, and people oh, were like, yeah. "Bro, feel the sensation." what does it feel the vibrations uh, i don't know okay. i remember feeling back in the day where i didn't know any better and i didn't realize that uh whenever someone did an adaptation of a video game it was a guarantee that it was going to suck donkey balls so max Payne, i'm like oh my god i love that game i fucking <laughs> love that game you're making the movie for it and to this day i can't stand Mila Kunis or mark Mark Wahlberg, because they were both in that movie, and that movie fucking sucked. Yeah, universally panned, and and that video game was like, it was the first like slow mo kind of deal, right? You could slow time down and stuff. I remember playing it a little, dive bit. around corners and stuff. Yeah, I played all three of those. They're great. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No. that's that's a good show. Yeah, that's a good game. The voice actor died though. Oh, I just remembered that now. Oh, that's sad. Oh, for Max Payne. Hmm. Yeah, that's a shame. Have you played any of the Alan Wake games? No, I can't play horror games. Okay, is that what I guess that's the genre? People say this the second or third one just came out, and they're like, it's like Twin Peaks the game. That's what people, you know, that's what them they are saying about it. So um, I don't know. It piqued my interest, but it, if it's like a horror game, where like that sounds too like too high speed for these old bones, you know. No, I yeah. hate survival games. Those suck. You need like, reaction times and shit. And I'm just like, come on, man. I just want to chill out and just do right. this thing. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm being chased by zombies, you know, it's like, or whatever. Those, the, you know, the zombie games where there's a million zombies are trying to eat you and you're like, fuck, 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 fuck. It's like, that's not a good time. That's, it's not relaxing. You know what sucks? Like, like when you play, when we play a game like that and, for us, we're just like, fucking run, run, get out of here, get out. Then you go watch a YouTube video, and then you see some fucking smart-ass player, and he's doing things that you didn't even know were possible in the game, and the game's just like, it's so easy. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't Damn that kids. Anymore. I mean, I grew up playing video games, but they were 8-bit, you know, yeah. and, and then 64-bit and 16-bit. Right, so it's not like this. Those weren't complicated games necessarily. Kids today grow up, you know, playing GTA Five, and so like, and whatever else that's Elden Ring or the Souls games. Those are hard as fuck, and it's like so like they're good at games intuitively. Um, I know I'm making a generalization, but it is true, and uh, in general over here. Yeah, nah, I <clears throat> see. I'm one of the wimps that like. Oh, welcome to this game. Here's normal. Normal is the way this game should be played. Here's hard. Here's extra hard. I'm like, fuck all those. We're stupid We're st easy. 
Whereas I want to have fun and just not be bothered and just want to fucking chill out. That's the money I it. want. Yeah, they, I, they I have. It, it, it'll say like you're interested in just experiencing the story. It'll say something like that, you know, not mm-hmm. necessarily challenging gameplay. And you're like, <laughs> I don't want to be challenged. Like I played the uh, the, uh, <laughs> the the first three Yakuza games or Zero, Kuami One and Two on easy, and I could see that like if I was interested in it. I here's all the button combos and stuff for all, and here's all the fighting styles you can learn. Here's the only fighting style in those games you need. Here's the button to pick up any nearby objects, beat them over the head with it. Done. Equalizer, <laughs> and it's bikes like rubbish bins, like motorbikes and stuff. Like you just hit them, beat them over the head with anything, and you're just like, well, I don't need to. I don't need to memorize this kind of karate thing. Like, get out of here. So there's like I four was... modes or something. Like, I don't know. I don't I, like. I can't do fighting games either. You know, like Mortal Kombat and shit. Yeah, that's hard. Too hard. What if I was going to start playing the Yakuza games, which I will do eventually? Uh, what one zero. Would you recommend? Yakuza Zero. Okay. It's it's actually a prequel. So technically, it's like where everything started. But that's where they, yeah, that's awesome. I spent hours playing that game. Yeah, I, okay. I yeah, I even did some of the goofy side quests and stuff. Even in Kiwami and Kiwami Two, which are remakes of the first two games. But yeah, they, they, they it's goofy fun. Kiwami Two has all the wrestlers in it and stuff. Like you got a bit of Kojima in there, Akata, Tenzan's in, Tenzan's in there, Naito's in there. Chono and Keiji Muto and Fujinami are in there as well as evil real estate developers that you have to defeat. <laughs> Is there like a, a you know secret skin that you can download to give Mr. Bread like just uh, you know basically baguettes for arms and oh, like wish. you know big long baguettes for legs? And- See, that's where they fucked up because now I want a goofy side quest in a Yakuza game where Kazmakira has to give has to go to you know, beat people up at a bakery and get the special fucking baguette bread and bring it over to uh, Satoshi Kojima, then they then they beat some bad guys together. That'd be awesome. Give me that. Give me that mission. Okay. It's I like as, it. It's, it's a nice, wholesome mission. It's not as weird as, say, here's this guy in nappies, and you interact with this guy, and you're just like, why am I doing this quest? Because you want to see where the fucking quest with the nappy guy goes. <laughs> Because it's just goofy. Yeah, I've heard that game is very goofy with the side quests, and uh, I'm yeah. I'm all for that. You know, it sounds awesome. Well, it's <clears throat> what I like about at least like the ones I played. So you can go into arcades, and in the arcades they have like Outrun and a couple other and a couple other old arcade games, and you can play the full actual games within the game. So I kind of like that too. The maps are small, but they they generally tend to be the same city block in most of the games, but they're jam packed full of like characters and locations and shit. So it's like, it's as big as a pool, but it's, it's a pretty deep pool rather That's than cool. a sh- shallow ocean that some, some of these like an open, massive open world games can be. I like some of those. I like it. The, the more boring, the better, you know, the more repetitive, the better. I love uh, it. So. I'm starting to think you might like some Starfield in there. Yeah, I might. 
you know, uh, I am going to give it some time before I buy that game. It'll just because I don't care about like playing games right when they come out. I don't give a fuck. I'll just wait till they're less expensive and, you know, the verdicts out on whether I'm going to like it or not. Cause you know, it's, I think it might be a little too boring, but maybe not. That's that's been me the last few years. I've been playing lately. I've been playing the Arkham trilogy. Then I was playing like Knights of the Old Republic, old games, Saints Row Two. Like I like they I like my older games. I'm playing Baldur's Gate at the moment, the original, not number three that all the cool kids are playing, but the original one on the Switch. So yeah, that's nice. It's fun. I have a question about Baldur's Gate. Like, um, so there was a game that I used to play. And it was a Baldur's Gate game, but it's nothing like this new one, like the Baldur's Gate 3 that everybody loves. And they're like, oh, this is just like classic Baldur's Gate. And I'm like, not to me. So the Baldur's Gate game that I played was an action RPG, like like Diablo or Champions of Norath, okay. which, which Champions of Norath was awesome too. So I might have to Google it to find out what the difference is. Because I remember I like, they're like, oh, they're remaking it. They remade it. And I'm like, this isn't the game I played. It's like, I, I don't you don't know. like conversations in games. It's just something no. I'm starting to learn. No, I don't. I, I, I most of the time, this is sacrilege, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, it, you know, it's my life, but I will most of the time have the volume almost to nothing on any game I'm playing because sure, okay. I have to have three other things going on where I don't feel relaxed. So. <sighs> You do have some ADHD in you, Mr. Andy. That is for sure, because yeah. uh, up above me is like a book that's like partially open and just left face down. There's a TV there. I've got another screen here. If I wasn't doing this podcast, I'd have the fan on, have like the TV going and these two screens. I'd be contemplating what kind of game to play. I'd be checking my phone and checking my chess moves and all this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, while you were talking, I was listening to you listing Thanks, the man. things that were around you, but I also had to have something else going on. Of yes. course. So I, I looked up the game, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, was okay. the one I played, and it was awesome. It was like too short. It was like so good. And it was like, oh, it's over. Fuck. You know, but uh, I really like that game. Okay. So the, the other games are more traditional RPGs. That's a yeah. shame. I feel like you'd like a game like Disco Elysium, though. Like, I feel like you'd get a kick of that. And that's all voice acted now, yes. so you wouldn't have to read it. You could listen to it. But it's not a chill-out game. It's a story game. You'd have to pay attention to I, it. I right. owned it for a while, and I gave it two or three tries. But I just got bored really quick. And I, I that's, that's what will happen is, is I watch it, or I'm playing the game, and I'm trying to pay attention to what's going on. But I can't. It's just not going to happen, man. I got to have something shoot else. something. Yeah, or just I get let that. me occupy my hands, you know. I I often, you know, will think, well, I don't want to watch a game. I want to play the game, you know what I mean? I'm fucking, let's get through this cutscene. I'm done watching. But I want to participate. Choose, but you choose what they say and, like, different outcomes can happen. I don't care. <laughs> Chop people up with a sword. You know, uh, I did this like Cyberpunk. I, like, I did like Cyberpunk. I played that game. It was really good. But, like, you know, if I go on a message board about Cyberpunk, I don't know what the fuck people are talking about because I didn't hear most of the dialogues. 
Have you ever thought, like, maybe put on the subtitles, Mr. Guy? Oh, they're on. Oh, yeah. right. But Oh, but you don't read games, so, like... I mean, you, know, you don't read that. I mean, I always have subtitles on, always, for everything. Don't you at so. least want to know what the story is? I, d- I got the gist. <laughs> you are going to love Yakuza, because, you I mean, you can change the settings, but generally... They're in Japanese, and you can just put the subtitles on, and they're subtitled. You could probably just turn that off and just not have any idea what the fuck's going on. Yeah. The the art style of those games reminds me of The Way of the Samurai, like those games, and goddamn, dude. Those games, if you have the opportunity to play those, those are fan- one and two. I think the third one's pretty good, too, but it's not quite as good. But it's like, it's a role-playing samurai game where there's like 20 endings and all these like events happen in this little area and you go to the different places which is every game but it's the same it's the same story every time but the way that you participate and which groups you participate changes the ending and changes everything that happens and it's fantastic those games the fighting system on it is very similar to ghost of tsushima which came out years and years later. And uh, it's like the storylines are just, that's a game where I, you know, played it a million times and that's a game I'm paying attention, you know, when I'm watching. But all the reason I was thinking about it though, other than the art style, it's kind of fun though, because it only, it doesn't have voice acting. It's just like they go, huh? or something like that. <laughs> and then a little like thought bubble comes up and I get to read it. And I really like that. Like to me, that gets me locked in for some reason, guy going, huh? <laughs> just a bubble. I remember Max Payne doing the uh, that week. They couldn't afford to do like extensive cutscenes, so a lot of the time it was just like a comic book and with panels and everything like that. And like that. That's the first game I think. I don't think the the other two did it, but the first one def- definitely. So we can't we can't do all these cutscenes. So yeah, story panels like a comic book it was great. I like that. You know, sometimes it's like. You, you know, limitations are where the, like, creativity comes from, you know, and I don't know. That's pretty cool, especially in games when stuff like that shows up, so. So, especially about, speaking of limitations, like, uh, there's this funny video that's just been released on YouTube. It's by Red Letter Media. They love Next Generation, so it's from a place of love, but uh, they've done a video where... <laughs> They mentioned like, all right, when you're watching these on VHS or maybe even normal DVD, hell, back when they first aired, you, you, it's fine. It's it's Star Trek. You just watch it. It's, there's nothing wrong. These Blu-rays, all right. Here's the mark where they stand right here. All right, this plug socket for the for the the touch screen, this touch screen console. We can see that it's not plugged in. <laughs> you know. Uh, there's a dent in that. The carpet's dirty. The carpet's dirty. The carpet's dirty. That's like a 30 minute video just poking like at all these. It's it's done from a place of love because they fucking adore that show. But it was just interesting. Like, and the stop reflections from the touch screens, you could see like they've put like like fucking tape and stuff here, here, there, and everywhere. And you know, you see see them someone walking into a, a room, and then like the door doesn't properly close, and they're supposed to be automatic doors, but they're not. So <laughs> the, the door's not thing, and then it cuts back, and I was like, "Yep, 
And yeah, just little shit like that. It was funny. So like uh, these things only turned up because the they cleaned up the picture quality so much that all the limitations that were hidden back then are now fully visible for, for anyone with a <laughs> watchful eye and has obviously watched these a billion times. So yeah, you're talking it, about just for the listeners to clarify, you're talking next about generation. yeah, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. Red Letter Media picked out all these things. I saw that video as well. It was a new Mr. Plinkett video. Yes, that's right. Those popular, popular videos, and those are very, very fun. Um, they they kind of ruin your brain though. Those videos, like you, because they make you like hypercritical of everything, and you're like, I am so smart because of this video I watched on the internet <laughs> about Star Wars and shit. But. Uh, <laughs> But I watched it, and you know, of all those mistakes, I had noticed none of them. All yeah, right? I mean, uh, yeah. And, and I'm I'm surprised that I that no one really I've never heard anybody talk about the door numbers being wrong all the time on the doors because they just used reuse sets and they had these little stickers and sometimes they just put didn't put the same sticker on. But there was one um, like mistake that I knew about. And it's like one of them, like when you see it, they talk about it in the video, but I mean, I've known about it a long time is where Captain Picard is playing the flute and they just got some other dude's hands in there playing the flute for some reason. And it is just terrible. It's like, it's, it looks so bad. And, uh, it's awful. Yeah. I, I, I think that's one of those legendary ones, uh, the the guy that used to run the uh, Shut Up Wesley podcast, he's the one that told me about that. And um, is that the uh, is that the inner light? That's a shame too. It's, it's yeah. a shame to notice something so goofy in a in an episode. That's really amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a really heavy episode, and like the part where he's playing the flute is supposed to be this really emotional moment, and and like you can see Patrick Stewart, like you know, <laughs> just about to like laugh. <laughs> It looks really goofy. Now, was it done in the way where, like, you know, when someone was like, all right, to this task, put your hand behind your back, and then someone else puts their arms through the through the gaps and then just probably the recorder? Right. <laughs> it was probably that. They, they speculate in the Red Letter media video that he was, like, you know, basically reverse 69ing with... <laughs> you know, <laughs> Picard, which, uh, I don't know. It's a goofy scene. Uh, if you watch it, you know, with, uh, any eyes, but, uh, that's the only one that I knew about. I didn't know about any of the other stuff. Um, boom mics obviously show up in nineties television all the time. It's a, you know, I don't know why it was so hard to keep the boom out of shots, but I guess you want the volume to be consistent, you know? So it's gotta be, I don't know. It's not just that. It's just, uh, hey, we're going to make 26 of these. Hurry the fuck up. Yeah, you're right. That's why oh. stickers get misplaced like that, and that's why the boom mic's <laughs> like, like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> got fucking 12 more of these to do. We're on half the year. Hurry up. There's no breaks. Holy shit. <laughs> that's probably why there's all those fuck-ups. Yeah, that's why, you're right. Uh, that's what's charming about old Doctor Who. I've got a, an actual book where one of the parts in each for each episode is just a, a detail of all the uh, goofs and fluffs and he's the set swabbled here uh the doctor here suggests you keep someone warm if they've got a cold you know shit like that <laughs> yeah it, it's fucking hilarious 
that's it's, actually uh, something I have on my list of things to talk about. Was I was going to ask you if you could boil down Doctor Who, you know, for me who doesn't really, you know, uh, I haven't really, I'm not really interested in it that much. Uh, what is something about it that would make me interested? Hmm. Well, you can pretty much pick any kind of sci-fi trope. There's a Doctor Who story about it. It's kind of like Star Trek, really, in that, re in that regard. I don't know. It's not a show that you necessarily need to watch from the start or necessarily all of it, if that, if, if that makes sense. Okay. It's almost impossible to do, to do that anyway. Like, especially when I got into Doctor Who, the show had been over. It's, back, it's been back for ages now, but the show had been over and I had either whatever reruns that they played whatever the the video stores had, if they had any, and the VHS tapes for an episode were like 30 bucks each. So I didn't have many of those. Jesus. So you, you, you watched whatever you could. So no one has really experienced Doctor Who in, in proper perfect order. It's all been a bit bouncing around. So it's a, it, especially the old stuff, it's easy just to be like, I like the sound of that story. You know, I'll give it a look. But uh, it's just about this alien dude who's yes always sounds british or english or whatever traveling around in a it's like he's got a police it's a police box right and uh i've seen the tardis i'm familiar yeah. with that yeah hey there you go it's supposed to have a, 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 a chameleon circuit so it disguises itself like wherever it lands but his is broken and he never fixed it so, yeah. so like but, but the conceit is he can go anywhere in space and time, or she, depends. And that opens it up to pretty much every kind of story you can imagine. He can tell so, anything. He can go any, anywhere in space and time, so you can do anything. Are, are the seasons supposed to be, like, do, is it in the story, do the characters know that there's always a new Doctor? Or is that just, like, a conceit that you just kind of, like, fluff by or whatever? Well, some of them seem change and stuff, but uh, yeah, like over the over time, it becomes a conceit. Like the the first time they do it, it's because like the original actors like old and not very well and can't keep up with the schedule. Of course, and, yeah, and so they they kind of phase him out and replace him. And okay. then the second guy was just like, "Look, I said three years. I did three years. Bye." And uh, so it, it kind of just kind of became a thing over time. But in the story, the he characters generates, yeah. know that, yeah. that, okay, that one Not doctor. always. Okay. Well, all right. Not, not always. I guess it depends on what era you're watching it in. Like, if uh, if you haven't seen him regenerate or, or her, they might not necessarily tell you that they can. So, okay, regenerate. Know. So there is yeah. a there is a story thing. There's now. a term for it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So it is part of the show. All right. I was just always wondered that because I had known. But uh, so what? How should I start watching Doctor Who if I were to start watching Doctor Who? All right. Well, coming to me is the uh, the first good step. Uh, no, <laughs> Admit, seriously, because admitting I have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. we'll just be like, all right. Mr. Guy, recommend me an episode of Next Gen. You're not going to give me the one with the Irish people, Irish fucking oh, farmers on it. That Irish. episode is tremendous, man. I knew so you'd good. say that. What's I the what's it. all right? What's the what's the 
African racist one from season one. Oh yeah, that one's no good. All right, there we go. That. I mean, here's some bad episodes of that show. For sure. I don't want to. I don't want you know. So I'm not going to obviously going to give you the Doctor Who equivalent of something I like mean, that. I wouldn't be mad, but uh, you know, I mean, I get the the racist one. I get that would be like, what the fuck is this? Also, it depends. I like the '60s black and white stuff because it feels like a, a lot of it can feel like a '60s B movie sometimes, and I, I like okay. those. Uh, '70s stuff is probably where it, where it was the most popular, at least for the old series. And there's a lot of good shit in there. I'm partial to the '80s because uh, I got to see most of the '80s Doctor Who in consecutive order, uh, like the Fifth Doctor. Like I'm, he was the first Doctor I saw from start to finish. Everything else, I just saw it random, whatever I get my hands on, thanks to early morning repeats. So uh, he's, he's kind of my jams. So I don't know. It depends on what kind of tone, what kind of style. Style you want. It's, it, it's crazy. And that's just the classic stuff. I'm not as – I haven't rewatched the new stuff as much as the old stuff because you rewatch stuff you grew up with, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, give me a sci-fi trope or something. Like, what do you like? Time travel. Oh, you fucking... I don't know. That's the first thing I thought of. I, I don't really want you to recommend me something based on that. I'd rather just hear which season should I start with. But, I mean, if you need to think about it, that's no problem. You know, you can get it. Back. It's really hard. Uh, you, you, it's like, it's not a... Sh it's the a classic show isn't necessarily a show where you go, right, I'm going to watch season 13. I mean, you can, but usually people will just be like, I'm going to watch this story from this season, and it's fine. They, they, they're often quite standalone, so you can just jump in and out and dip in and see a doc, see which doctor you like and all that kind of, kind of stuff. There's some also really bad trashy Doctor Who that I absolutely love and rewatch ad nauseum. Same with crappy Star Trek. There's some really bad TOS episodes that like... Oh, man. Oh my god. Box brain. Oh my god. Is by far the most That's absurd. Blast. That's so fucking dumb. It's we've got the smart sci-fi show that's supposed to be progressive. Stay tuned for Spock's brain. Yeah. Well, that that show too. One problem with TOS and uh we're talking about the original series of Star Trek. It's like some of those episodes are bad and not entertaining. And that's the problem. You know, they're, like yeah. season three, there's a bunch of episodes where it's like, not only is this bad, but it's not even like goofy. It's just terrible. <laughs> it's a shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, by then, the networks and shit didn't really give a shit about it. Cut its funding and shit too, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. When they canceled Doctor Who in 1989, apparently at the time of cancellation, it was making more than twice the amount it costs to make due to merchandising and uh, overseas uh, sales of the episode. So this fucking show is making money. And because the, mate, the powers that be kind of wanted it to go away. Yeah, I was going to say, the <laughs> they, were, were they were haters. So they weren't even advertising it, and they were still, like, making double their money. So Conspiracy. So, so guess what they do now with Doctor Who? Yeah, they fucking push it. Because <laughs> you'd be stupid not to. Makes you hmm. money. Brings attention to your channel. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. It's true. It's true. 
Yeah. Well, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll jump into some Doctor Who. I'm, uh, you know, watching a couple shows now. Tokyo Vice is back. It's a tremendous show. If you've never seen it, the first season's just awesome. Second season's been okay so far. It's still good. Um, the new season of True Detective. There's a new one? Nope. Nope. I kind of watched episode two of season one and never watched another episode of it. Oh, like, obviously, yeah. I watched the first season. Like, first that was season's just, awesome. Yeah. Then I watched the first episode of season two and I've never watched another episode of uh, True. That was the end of my. I fucking love season two. Season two is awesome, too. It wasn't, it was just different than the first season. But this season was like, I don't know what were, it was really bad. Um, wow. I, like the ending was like, what in the fuck is this? This is, it's some, it's some bullshit. You know, there's some good moments, of course, and some tremendous acting, but the story is just like, like the way it wraps up. It's like, I don't know. It's bad. But, um, did you see Madam Web yet? I haven't. Uh, it's all related to the whole TAFE thing because I was supposed to see yeah. it last Friday with uh, my sister because uh, we both wanted to see that, that cheesy bad movie. And then, uh, you know, apparently I didn't start the following week. I started the day before. So, uh, you know, plans had to, <laughs> to be moved around. I think this weekend is – I've heard it's fucking shit and I can't yeah. wait. The word is out. This is like, you know, the best uh, So Bad It's Good movie in quite some time. Cool. Um, John uh, has been, my buddy John from the Road Home From Wrestling podcast, he has been in Australia, actually, the past uh, couple weeks on vacation. He was nowhere near you, I don't think. I think he may have been in Melbourne, but it was like for, a, you know, a few hours or something. Yeah. I'm not sure. But uh, when he gets back, we're, we're going to go see Madam Web. We got to. I mean, at this point. Hopefully, it's still in the theaters because he's coming back, like, in a couple of days. Hopefully, it's still there. Uh, I think I think it will. You've got to give people – got to give them time to <laughs> recoup as much money as they can. <laughs> <laughs> so they did a little trick with that movie, too. They, like, released it on Valentine's Day, which – for you know, when there's a holiday next to a weekend, it gets grouped in with the like box office, you know, report from that weekend. So they got like five, four or five days instead of like a three day, two day weekend thing. And uh, or you know, I, I'm not sure exactly how that works, but they did a little trick to get as <laughs> as much money as possible and released it on Valentine's Day, uh, so that it would be like maybe something that ladies would want to go see, you know. So this. I, not not bad uh, idea. Well, bad I don't know. I, I would put more. Wouldn't they want more dudes in it? Then I don't know. There's lots of ladies. That's, that's looks. I see the trailer. I'm like, that's eye candy for me. Like I want to go see that. I don't know. What yeah. do I know? I don't know. I, I will I see know, it. Uh, I I just don't know if I'm going to see it in the theater or not. It just depends on John. It's all up to him. You know, everything's up to John. Everything always. <laughs> He oh, makes this. He calls the shots. Oh my god! He's going to make you sign the petition for a third season of uh, Heels. But, uh, <laughs> oh my Jesus Christ! You know, I'm I. Uh, there's a Heels message board, uh, Heels TV show, and so uh, you know, of course, I'm a member of that. And uh, like somebody had posted a story 
about how they saw Stephen Amell at some like convention and Stephen Amell told him that he's still working on season three and maybe it's going to get picked up. But then, and so everyone's like, Oh dude, totally. This is hundred percent real. We're going to get season three, which is just so funny that there's fans of that show. First of all, just at all. And, and that, that are like genuinely like it. It's like, how <laughs> that's weird. But also, that people are taking this just some guy on the internet report seriously. And then like a few days later, it turns out he got cast in some new TV show and everyone's devastated because this means he's not going to get to make heels. <laughs> I love like internet subculture like that. I love those little like stupid things where it's like, it's just fun to watch people freak out. <laughs> nothing. You're not even a fan and you're at that forum. You're like hell hell on the bottom Carter in fucking fight club. <laughs> You go on a fucking groups, even though you don't have the cancers or you're not a drug addict or something. You just go on there to sit in. Yeah. Yeah, see what happens. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, all right, question. Do you know who Douglas Adams is? Yeah. The uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you know, and huh. uh, there's a note. Last, <clears throat> yeah. post, last restaurant at the end of the universe or some that's, shit. That's I've him. read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's good. Did you like it? All right, cool. Uh, he script edited, which means he show ran a season of Doctor Who in oh. the late 70s. It's called season 17. Don't worry about the first story. Uh, I'd just say City of Death. City okay. of Death. So that's you your even, recommendation. You, know, right. yeah, you even got Julian Glover as the villain. If you Google him and see his face, you'll know who he is. It's awesome. Yeah. And uh, it's co-written by him. Mr. Douglas Adams. Actually, his humor and fingerprints are all over that season. So, uh, yeah. I like well, that. You know, that, that kind of goofy, uh, witty kind of, I don't know, it's like snarky, but it's very, like, insightful, you know, like the, all, all his jokes kind of are a shot at something about society. I like that. Yeah. So I think you'll you get, get a kick out of, out of it. It's... Uh, not the most popular season, but there's some because it's uh, maybe it's it's a bit more humorous than other seasons. Well, Douglas Adams is a script editor, so yeah, it's going to be. And other seasons are usually a bit more sci-fi and stuff. So, yeah, City of Death. Word. That's where that's where I'd start. If you don't like that, and that's considered a, a classic, so if you don't like it, yeah, it's probably not for you. <laughs> okay, I like that. The litmus test show. It's like the one. You know that you watch and if you don't like this probably don't really like this uh entire thing you know but uh, maybe it's it's 60 years old so there must be something in there that uh maybe you like maybe one nugget you'll like it more than heels i, I guarantee it so <laughs> i like everything more than heels i know. You know i like the throwing up more than watching heels so oh my god it's terrible that show it's. I mean, we had a lot of fun talking about it because it was just outrageous. It's aggressively bad <laughs> in ways that are just. I don't understand. You know, it's like, it, I, you got. I mean, there's my thoughts are out there. They're they're already on record. It's it's it. fun to talk about bad stuff. There's only one problem with that. You have to either read, listen to, or watch said bad thing, yeah. and that can be fucking torturous. <laughs> Since the guy who's watched so many bad Bruce Willis movies, it, it fucking yeah. melted his mind. Oh, 
dude, so last night I was like, oh, watch a movie. Oh, you know, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Lucky number Slevin. I remember liking this. <sighs> Woof. It's so bad. And it might be. Like I was, I was telling you this last night, it may be, you know, one of the first Bruce Willis movies that are bad, first of all, that have him like as like I think he's the lead, the like top billing, and he's fucking barely in it. <laughs> it's like I bet you if I was to look at the poster of this movie, he's front and center in it as well. Probably it's Josh Harnett is the is the actual Oh, star. remember when he was the thing? Man. Yeah, he may he Fetch has a better movie. chance of uh, being a thing than him. Yeah, but, but uh, he was a big thing for like two years, and then suddenly, as it's like he dropped off the face of the earth. As far as I'm aware, he didn't like do anything cancelable or anything. Like I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's just as bad. Um, oh, yeah. Well, okay, so they make it look like on the cover, they make it look like it's a uh, you know a cat a big cast of characters. With uh, but the two people holding a gun, pointing it at the person trying to buy the DVD, is uh, Bruce Willis and Josh Harnett. Like they're the two, you know, main characters, and that is not accurate. So, actually, I would say Josh Hartnett is exactly the kind of star that would be the B grade backup to Bruce Willis. So, all right, normally in these movies, you got Bruce Willis, the star. It's barely in it, fucking thing. They all ninety minutes, so he's barely in it. But then you got like the second guy, and it's always someone like you kind of know, but <clears throat> like, believe it or not, Hayden Christensen's has been in a couple of these as that character, as that in that role. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know, like Devin Sawyer, Sawyer, so from Final Destination, like those, that kind of like level of. Yeah, they're always like the the action hero guy that is really the action hero, even though the fucking front cover says, "Hey, Bruce Willis is in this. It's going to be great." <laughs> well, it was also something I was uh, noticing about this movie is it's trying to be all like cool and stylized, like it's a it's trying to be a Quentin Tarantino movie, but it's also trying to be a Guy Ritchie movie. It's like, do you no, remember no. those movies? This was like that. That's what the cover makes it look like too, but. It fails, and and like there's some shots that are cool, but then the dialogue will be so bad, and like the way they like every scene has a different little style to it, and it's just jarring. It's um, it's really bad. But I did uh, like I was kind of briefly looking. Josh Harnett was in a million movies in the early 2000s and mid 2000s, and then yeah. he dropped off. But he was in Oppenheimer, so the triumphant return. I didn't watch it. I have not watched it either. I know I'm I'm a terrible human being, but when something is ultra popular, <laughs> it's like don't want to watch it. I don't know why. I mean, like I watch Bobby, no regrets there. But yeah, Oppenheimer. Eh. I'm also not a huge. Like uh, I don't blow smoke up uh, Chris Nolan's ass like a lot of people seem to. I don't know. Come on, he's got I mean, some good movies, but he's got absolute stank shit. Gravy nuggets in there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, and he sucks I mean, at endings. Uh, I maybe I don't know. I've never considered that. I think uh, I really enjoy his movies. 
I think that they're not all great. Uh, and some of them are kind of like, they're all, they're all gimmicks. It's all based on a gimmick, but the way he explores it, I usually kind of dig or I don't dig, but I really like, um, Memento. Like Memento was a formative movie for me when I was growing up, just because it was like, it was probably one of the first like artsy fartsy, like underground kind of movies that I knew about, you know? Uh, and was like, I would try to get everybody to watch it because it's such a fucking cool ass movie, you know. I like that, you know. Kind of makes. I haven't seen that since it came out. I should watch that again, dude. See if it holds up. So but cool. I didn't like the ending for to Inception, and I liked Interstellar until they went through the black hole thing, and I was just like, "Oh, all right, you lost me now." It was me through the library books through the black hole the whole time. Fuck off. The movie's ten years old. Get out of I here. I like that. Seen it. I, that's one of those movies you watch it once, and eh, I don't really need to go back and watch it again. I was—I remember I watched it in the theater, and I can't remember who I saw it with, but I remember like hitting him on the leg at like an hour and fifteen minutes when they finally got on the fucking spaceship, and I was like, "Fuck for fuck's sake, they finally got in the spaceship!" <laughs> it's like you know they're gonna go to space, and the, I'm like, "It's an hour into the movie, can we go to space?" <laughs> Here's something that would happen in Doctor Who all the time, Mr. Andy. The episode is called Planet of the Daleks. And it's a serial, so it, this story might have six episodes in it, right? Six 25-minute episodes. And it's called Planet of the Daleks. What happens? What's the episode one cliffhanger? The Daleks are here. Oh, yeah, no shit. It's called Planet of the Daleks. I've waited 25 <laughs> fucking minutes and they only just arrived. Now I've got to wait another week for them to fucking turn up properly. Yeah. So, uh, no, no, nice one. They used to do that all the time. Sometimes they'd be dead wisen up and they'd call this story Earthshock and it wouldn't know that one of his baddies was, was in it. Whoa, until like the cliffhanger bit. Yeah, sometimes it was just called, it had the villain's name in the title. And so you, you, you knew they were turning up. So, why well, leave but, it to the cliffhanger? But they always play it like a shock. Yeah, That's, yeah. Like, oh, it's the master. Oh, my God. That's campy. I like it. Yeah, it's very camp. If you like <laughs> camp television, like <laughs> Doctor Who is, yeah, old and new series. It's Camp Central. Yeah, you That's get lost. Cool. I can dig that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, about that, that, that wrestling, uh, nothing's happened. Oh, my God. It's kind of weird when it's a it's a quiet week. What ha- yeah. oh, what happened about the the uh, the thing with the thing? We we didn't watch it, but uh, <clears throat> I tell you what, I do dislike the Disney's. I think that's been mentioned before. But sometimes law of averages, they make enough stuff. Sometimes they'll make something that makes me excited. Did you watch Andor finally? No, no, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> I figured so much time has passed, I'd have to rewatch the first four episodes, and that's like I don't want to do that. But uh, X Men '97, like I used to love. Oh it. yeah, yeah. I've been I've been rewatching it. Yeah, it's a cheesy cartoon from the '90s, but holds up. Not bad. Not bad. Holds up. Not bad. What's the theme uh... tune's awesome though. Oh that's yeah, all that like all time great theme song. You know, yeah, I'm, fucking... I'm, I'm gonna watch the new one. But yeah. I mean, that's kind of my first and mainly only exposure really to X-Men. And I remember being fired up to watch that cartoon. Oh, my like, God. That theme tune is. Well, you're you're watching cartoons, and for every Gummy Bears, you got a David the Gnome you got to sit through. You know what I mean? And it's like 
I remember there was something on before it that I didn't like. And so I remember being like, dude, what the fuck? And then this hits and you're like, yeah, apocalypse or whatever. He's the bad guy. They're going to get him and the fucking giant robots are going to get exploded and all kinds of shit. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost finished the first season. Yeah. I'm. How many seasons are there? Five. Really? Okay. But there's like 80 episodes or something. I don't know. It's a lot for a cartoon, though. Well, it's got a great pilot, too. The, it's called Night of the Sentinels, I think, yeah. or something like that. And we're introduced to the X-Men by Dazzler, maybe? Jub- Jubilee. Jubilee, that's what it is. Who kind of has this, like, I don't know. Her her uh, power Sparkles. is, like... <laughs> it's just, just yeah. like... <laughs> and... Yeah, she shoots confetti out of her fingers or something. So she could New Japan should hire her. You know, she could do the confetti from now on and be the Phantom Corgan Hall. But uh, I, you know, you really it's it's a great it's a great introductory episode because you get to kind of you know that whatever Jubilee is like your surrogate to joining this bizarre thing and you know it's I don't know I remember she like doesn't she like walk by beast and like freaks out or something and it's like i don't know that shit's in the movies too it's good yeah i I saw a couple memes someone posted a meme on my facebook page because i was like hey i want to see this that looks good apparently rogue's ass is smaller in the new version i'm like oh my god who cares but yes it was funny uh, if you've read 90s comics or watch 90s animation and stuff yeah they over proportioned (laughs) everything so, yeah, it was a bit like that. Oh, and then, see, now they need to go that one step further because there was also a really gnarly Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s as well. So, yeah. come on, get, give me more of that. The same tune wasn't as good, but Spider-Man's my boy, so. Uh, now, one more thing before we move on from the X-Men. There is another big part of my brief x-men fandom when i was a kid uh that at the same time that cartoon was on there was the fucking video game at the arcade where you could oh. play as one of the people and it was one of those like if you got enough quarters you can beat this game kind of games and uh because it's just you know it's just a fighting just game punch them up, yeah. yeah it's like i don't even know what type of uh game that would be called but they had beat the Simpsons up. game beat them up yeah there you go final fight it's like that and um i always love those kinds of games because they're you know really require much skill but you can you know that game in particular you could be cyclops or whatever i was always like uh uh colossus i think i liked him the most and nightcrawler nightcrawler was one of my favorites but this there's an arcade that just opened like a mile away from me and they got it and i've already gone up there and beaten it once (laughs) it took me like three dollars and i beat it so fucking hell yeah that's nice oh my god Every now and again, I, I don't see many of those pop up, but every now and again, I'll spot the old Simpsons one. Yeah, and they have that the, one too. Yeah, and the uh, old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one will pop up sometimes <sighs> too. Such a great game. Oh the, the art on those games is just so good. Timeless. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So is there uh, is there anything that you would like to, to chit-chat about, Mr. Guy? Huh? I well, mean, there's always more stuff, but I think we did it, right? I mean, we did the thing. 
Okay, we have done a thing. I should have done it properly then. Like, uh, hey, Andy, if there's any, unless there's anything, I don't have to be professional. I uh, thought that's what you were doing, and I fucked it up. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I don't have to do any of that professional stuff. But uh, just a last little reminder, because I know people don't listen to these Neville Rebels as much, and they're stupid, but just a last reminder that uh, it might not happen this time, because I don't have to do too many edits, because my internet hasn't dropped. But you might often hear differences or see differences between the video and the uh, and the audio sometimes with the uh, with the podcast. There yeah. You go. So extra, extra little nuggets of of the non stank variety. Yeah, not stank nuggets. Hopefully, maybe little stanky ones might get in there sometimes. Right. I don't know. Um, some might refer to this entire episode as a stank nugget. That's not me. No, it's not me either. You, I bet you didn't even listen to it. You know, give us no. a chance to ramble stoned into your ears. That's you right. Know what I'm saying, like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, a bit of J Rock there. Uh, <laughs> do you remember that trailer park was? Anyway, yeah, man, J Rock uh, is. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Liquor, liquors and whores, wasn't that? Or no, that's Bubbles' song. <laughs> I think so. So, uh, oh yeah, there you go. I've got the. I've got. The, I know how to finish the episodes. Don't worry. Uh, in in Adrian Paul, we trust. 